You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, hey, everybody. It is Wednesday evening. Time for American Winer on uh, podcastdetroit.com. How's everybody doing? My name is Alex. Joining me tonight, uh, joining us from Ohio, unless something uh, unless something's changed, uh, Miss Bella Brady. Bella, how you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Are you at home in Ohio right now? Uh, yep. So in my basement, talking to you. All right. Well, um, this is going to be an interesting show because uh, I'm having you on to discuss uh, specific kinks, like sexual kinks. Um, you were part of uh, some online communities. Um, that deal with uh, a couple of different kinks, and we'll get into them. Uh, but uh, before we do that, I wanted to just get some background. I just tell tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and, and what you're about. Good. Okay. Um, my name is Bella Risa, and I live in Columbus, Ohio. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, but I moved here about 20 years ago. I'm raising a family here, and I'm also... Uh, Kingster. Um, I'm not terribly involved in the local community these days. I used to be all over the place locally. Um, my kids got bigger. I got busier. Um, but I still run Bella Bash. That's the tickling and a little bit of spanking and other stuff. Big, huge party I have for a couple of days every November. Um, I go to other events. I go to uh, Aunt in Albany and P99 in Pittsburgh and my own in November. Well, the first thing I want to ask you, because you just you brought up a whole bunch of stuff in there that I want to get into. Um, but the, yes. the first thing is you mentioned you said you, you go by Bella Risa, right? Yes. Okay, so Bella Brady is your is your, is because that's what I was introduced to you as. Uh, tell me the where do the what's the difference between the names there? What are the name? What's the naming uh, deal uh, with you? Uh, Bella Risa is the name I go by in the adult community. Brady is my real last name, so stop using it. Oh my bad. <clears throat> Uh, okay. So, uh, I'm sipping some root beer here. Excuse me. Uh, so, uh, you're from Brooklyn and you moved to Columbus 20 years ago. Yeah. I wish I would have known that. That's, that's the kind of, I apologize for that. I won't use that anymore. Um, but, uh, Bella Risa. Yeah. Uh, well, that's why I, that's why we talked before. Um, but, uh, like, I'm glad we got that out of the way within the first four minutes here. But, uh, anyway, um, Tell us about Brooklyn. Uh, you came from Brooklyn. You moved to Ohio. Um, and, and I mean, why'd you move to Ohio? What was your why Ohio? <laughs> uh, uh, because uh, a long, long time ago, I went to University of Vermont, and I met a boy there, and we lived there for eight years. And then he wanted to move to Ohio uh, for various reasons, and here we are. And we moved here in '98 with our almost one year old, and she's 22 now. Ah, so you 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 like Columbus then? You you didn't see a yeah, reason to it. to move we on. Didn't know, yeah. yeah, we didn't know how long we wanted to stay, but we fell in love with the place. It's a lovely town to raise kids. We're coaster freaks, and there's Cedar Point on one end and Kings Island on the other. Columbus Zoo is right here. Great schools, affordable. I just like Columbus. Well, hell yeah, I'm a part of Ohio that I like, but I like Columbus. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, because I uh, I I was born in Columbus, um, but I don't remember Columbus. What? Yeah, I was I, I I just the first two years of my life, and then my parents quote got me the hell out of there. Uh, I've told yeah, um, Columbus is amazing. It's it's a little blue dot in a very red 
area. I'll leave it at that. Oh, yeah, very much so. As capital cities in the Midwest tend to be. You get that with mm. Lansing and especially Madison and, and the Twin Cities and all that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, – but uh, you said uh, you are you, – you're not too in, as involved in the communities, in the Kingster communities as you used to be. Um, you said your kids grew up and you got you got busy with other things. But uh, I guess we'll go just – the first thing I want to ask you as we get into this subject um, is uh, to you, what is a kink? Like could you just define kink for, for everybody? me personally a kink is an interest or a proclivity that is sexual for you that may not be for the average muggle out there um (laughs) and it's something that you either need or greatly desire to be sexually fulfilled and and what are the the kinks that you particularly subscribe to you personally subscribe to personally i'm 50 50 into tickling and spanking Okay, so tickling and spanking. Now, spanking, most people have probably heard of. That's a pretty common, you know, searched for term. But uh, the tickling thing is probably not as common. So uh, tell us about how you got into both of those things and, like, when, perhaps when you first noticed that these things, that spanking and tickling were what did it for you. Okay, uh, first let me say something. I think that tickling is equally. Uh, out there as far as people having kinks. I don't think it's nearly as unheard of as you might think, but as you probably well know, most of us with this interest, proclivity, my husband told me to call it a long time ago, mm-hmm. um, I think there's plenty of us that are out there, just as many as other kinks that are more common um, in the mainstream, but we are so private about it and so quiet, we can barely say the word. I've said the word more in the last few minutes than in the last year, I'm sure. Um, that we just don't come out with it as much as other people do. But I think there's just as many of us. I could, I, I, I would agree with that. Why do you think people who are into tickling are so private about it? Because that's what kind of gives I the impression that it's, it is a little bit out there. No, I don't know. If I ever pursue my side D and become Dr. Bella, it'll, my thesis will be on why the heck we can't even say the word. I don't know. Um, I'd love to have a better answer for you, but I've been asking myself this for decades now. I don't know why we're so private about it. It's just deeply, deeply personal. And so are all of our interests. But for some reason, this one is more embarrassing. It's more humbling, for lack of a better word. It's just super personal for us. Hmm. I run a video company for this, and I can't say the word sometimes. It's ridiculous. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, that is one thing I've noticed is that people, they call it the T word. They can't even say tickle or ticklish or anything like that. And it took me a bit to, I was like, why is that even a thing? That just doesn't correlate with me. Um, yeah, it's, it's not all of us, but a lot of us. And that is all just mostly because, like you said, it's so deeply personal that, you know, talking about it is, it, it, it becomes too uncomfortable for the person doing it or, or something right. along those lines. It makes you think everyone in the room is suddenly looking at you because of it, which is not true, but we, we, we're just like this. We don't know why. Hmm. I intend to find out someday, but I don't know yet. Well, so you, when did you first like realize that you, cause you, you had said like that you think that they're both equally sort of, uh, you know, they're, tickling is not any more out there than spanking is. It's just, you see spanking more, you know, in the mm-hmm. mainstream per se. Uh, but for you, like, when did you first notice, like, these things, you know, sort of did it for you? Like, what was your, uh, what was uh, your awakening, probably. for lack of a better word? Uh, as long as I can remember. 
as long as I can remember. There wasn't a time I can think of where being around either or seeing them on cartoons, TV, anybody listening to this that, that has the interest knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You saw different cartoons. You read it in stories. You looked it up in the dictionary as soon as you could read. You felt weird if you saw it in a cartoon or whatever, and there were other people in the room. Um, I can't remember a time in my life where they weren't special. And so when did you first, because you you had sort of the inkling of it, right? Like you're like, for some reason, this makes me feel weird when there's other people in the room and a cartoon character is doing it. But when right. did I you notice it when other people don't seem to? Right. Well, wh- when did you sort of like admit to yourself? Was there a, a, a period where you went and you just had the sort of the feeling, but then there must have been a point where you were like, hey, that's that's this is what's going on. Like, this is a kink for me. Do you do you remember puberty. that moment? Yes, puberty. Puberty. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I start I start to get older and realized, okay, whatever it is this boy girl thing is, this is a part of it for me. I knew that much. Um, other girls were reading romance novels and things like that. I started looking for spanking and tickling both, but you found spanking more in different romance novels. There are a lot of authors out there, especially in the eighties when I was a teenager. Joanna Lindsay, Jude Devereaux, Bertrand Small, uh, Catherine Coulter. There were a bunch of romance novels out there. Fabio was on all the covers back then. And uh, you'd Fabio. sit in the library. You, you want to spend your money, your allowance money, so you'd sit in the library and pour through these things looking for your kinks. And the chances are you found them. Right. So that And that was before the internet, right? It's if, if, Way before the internet. So what what was yeah. that? I guess that that'll be the next uh, path I take here. What was it like when the internet came out, and and how it sounds like it didn't take you long <laughs> to make that first search for it? Oh, good lord! Um, let me say that as a New Yorker, I was lucky enough to, and I looked older than I was. I've always looked older than I was, so I would put on, you know, a pair of high heels and a grown up looking dress, shall we say. Um, you look like an adult, and I would sneak off to Times Square in the late 80s when I was in my late teens, and I would look for, I'd go to Times Square, look at the adult shops, that's back when Times Square was still filthy, before it got cleaned up, um, and there were wall-to-wall adult shops. I would go, and I would look for different magazines and videos and such. I spent hard-earned after-school job money on $60 CalStar videos and things like that. Um, I was lucky enough to have access to things before the internet, and I was lucky right around the time that most of us as teenagers, you start to wonder, if you're the only one in the world that's like this, and you feel this way, I was able to go to Times Square and see magazines and you know reasonably mass production and a bunch of videos and such, and realize they didn't make these for just me, so it can't be just me. So I never had that feeling of, of isolation. I knew there are others out there someplace. But about 10 years after that, it, yeah, it was 97, actually, 1997, a girlfriend of mine that was still going to college, she took me up to the computer lab to show me this thing called the Internet. And I was up there for about six hours. The first thing I looked up when she left me alone was that word. <laughs> and, and I found all kinds of stuff. What did you Tucano's find? Island, Tucano's Island, Tickles Hotel. Um I didn't find the, there was no TMF yet, but we found alt.multimedia.tk. It was a news group kind of a thing that was a predecessor to the Tickling Media Forum that we use now. Okay. So I was up there for hours, and there were stories and pictures and all kinds of stuff. And that was in 1997. 1997. Wow. So, yeah. so you were you have literally been 
in it since before there was even an internet community really like you were you were there at the beginning of it pretty much I was in it when we still had web TV I don't even know what that is so. <laughs> don't know what that is do you no no I do not <laughs> well um okay imagine your imagine your phone let's say but it was on your tv it was a little box like a vcr or a dvd player but it gave you the internet through your tv oh man and that was cutting yeah. edge back then too that must have seemed like star trek or yeah, something it was. it was it was right around the time of aol and such oh my lord um yes yeah, before napster <laughs> wow yeah that is that is you know that is og uh og internet days yep um so uh so after that moment when she the, – the six hours that you spent uh, in that computer lab, um, what happened? Were you like, oh, man, did you know right away? You're like, this is the future. This is where everything's going to be. I got to get in on this internet thing as far as the community. I wasn't thinking in terms of community. I mean I, I can't explain that. I knew there were other people out there, but I was just more interested in stories – um, things of that nature, just seeing stuff I liked finally without having to sneak up the Times Square to see it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so what happened in the next couple of years then? I mean, did you, did you notice that, uh, like, I oh. mean, the TMF, I want to say started in 99, 2000, somewhere in there. Um, TMF started in 01. In 01. Well, there you go. So yeah. turn of the century. Um, I mean, that might've, it might've been 2000, but I'm pretty sure it was, though. I can't remember if it was before or after I had my second baby. Um, oh, that's a lot of marked time around the, right around the time I had my second child in 2001. Uh, someone told me, Hey, by the way, we're doing this now. So go, go over there. So, <laughs> and the, T- the TMF for, for people who don't know is the tickling media form, which put, I don't really think it is now, but it's, it's sort of, uh, for a long time, for like most of the two thousands, it was sort of the, the central hub of the, of the community, the tickling community yeah. as it were. It was it was the thing. Um, I mean, frankly, it still is. Um, we have we just have a lot of other venues these days. You've got Facebook, you've got FetLife, you've got Tumblr, you've got Instagram, um, the Snapchat, whatever not. You have a bunch of other ways to communicate with people. There's a bunch of them on Tumblr. Um, people still go to TML, but back in the day, it was the place you went. Yes. And so for you, like. How did you get involved then? I mean, you you went to like I said, you said you would go to Times Square. Oh, you you sort of had these, but when did you sure. start finding those people that you knew were out there, but you didn't, you hadn't actually met okay. yet? Well, you heard me. You heard me mention um, a news group we had back in the day called Alt.Multimedia.TK. Right. Okay. Well, I was on that um, and talking to a few people, mostly reading stories and whatnot, and there was a gentleman named Max Spear. And I liked one of his stories. And he was the very first person I ever contacted on the interwebs. Um, I wrote to him, took a chance, and wrote to him and said, Hi, my name is so-and-so, and I just really like the story that you wrote. Just wanted you to know that. You know, thanks, goodbye. And he wrote me <laughs> back, and I realized he's probably not an axe murderer, and even if he is, he doesn't live where I live. I can talk to this person. Um, so we talked a little bit back and forth and he gave me his phone number eventually and said, I won't ask you for yours, but you can call me and we can talk. And I called him, <laughs> convinced myself he wasn't going to find me and kill me. That's what they told you. Anybody would do as you talked to on the internet back then. Yep. We're talking. Yeah. We're talking like 98. Um, no, this would have been early 99 by then, early 99. And we're talking and eventually, um, 
we moved here in 98 and I had the only grandchild hostage. Um, and my in-laws called us just a few days before Christmas and said, well, my father-in-law said, your mother wants to know if we pay lots of money for you to fly here for Christmas. Will you come and bring the baby? So <laughs> we flew out to, uh, back to Vermont for just a few days for the holidays. And I had a multi-hour layover where Nest is and where Max Spear lived. And I wrote him and said, hey, just on the off chance, keep in mind before 9-11, um, I have a layover and I'm going to be with my family. Would you like to actually like have lunch or something? I'm going to be there for hours. And he said, absolutely. I've got time that day. So it was right before Christmas. Um, I was in Philly. It, it was It's in Philadelphia. I met. I was in Philly. I met him. And another gentleman uh, that's a friend of his that's also a member of the community who happened to work at the airport. And we had a lovely lunch and talked, and it was awesome. And he told me, he met my husband and everything, and told me he's having a little get-together the following April. If I came, I could be his guest. You know, I could stay with him if I was comfortable with that. You know, he had an extra area. If not, you know, I'll find a hotel or something. And there'd be like-minded individuals, and I could have a good time. And the following April, I certainly did. That was my first nest. Oh, and that was Nest, huh? That was the f- yes, it was. Nest has been going on met- since ninety nine. You said Nest has been going on since like ninety eight, ninety seven. Um, but they started out with eight guys who just hung out and watched videos and whatnot. They <laughs> met through snail mail. Um, yeah, Nest is a legend for that. They started out with eight guys who were just friends and watched videos and had a beer and just talked about their interests and were happy to be friends. Um. By the time I got there, about a year and a half after that, there were about 50 of us that were at that party at Max's house, um, his apartment. He had a big, good-sized apartment with a roof and everything, and we had a ball. It was one of the best weekends of my life, my very first nest. It changed the game. I had been to a couple of BDSM parties um, and speaking parties and whatnot in Columbus and around Columbus, um, and I'd made some good friends in town with the local adult community and such, but Nest was different. It changed everything. It was the first thing I went to in the flesh with actual other sickle files, and it was amazing. And I made friends that I'm still friends with to this day. Yeah, well, I mean, without getting too specific, I mean, are you comfortable sharing, like, what went down that weekend? Like, what sort of things... I mean, you said it was a game changer. How? Like, what did? Was it just because you'd never met anybody else, like a big group of people like this um, with the same interests? Or some, you could say that. Um, I'd been to a few things before that, and in, in the previous, like maybe two years. Um, well, that was ninety nine. So about a year, yeah, about a year, I'd been doing actual parties and whatnot, going to things in my in the adult community where I live, um, and I loved it. But it was what I call GP, general practitioners. Um, straight up, you know, BDSM, you know, uh, vloggings and leather and things like that. And I had fun and I did feel like I'd found my people, but it wasn't quite the same thing. Plus, I'm not, well, I have an appreciation for it. Um, I'm not overly into the straight up BDSM, you know, the leather and such. I am more, okay, normal clothes. Let's just have some fun. It's a party, but it involves my kink. And if you've, I mean, you've been to my gathering, you've been to other things. Um, the parties that we have, I mean, you can wear whatever you want, but it's just like, like my party is just a house party that happens to have people with my kink. It was just a regular big, huge party. You know, there's music, there's food, there's people, 
but there's also a play going on here and there. And that was different. These are people who have my specific kink, and that was a revelation. And I knew they existed, but it was lovely to meet them. And I've been talking to several people for, for a good year online. It was awesome to meet them in real life. Right. And, you know, it was only, what, a year, year and a half after you had that, that six hours in the computer lab. So it didn't take oh, very yeah, long um, for you to go from that to finding no. the people. No, November, November of 98, I was online in that computer lab in Vermont. Then in July of 98, we moved to Ohio. And within just a few weeks of living in Ohio, um, I found a whole community here, um, thank God for the internet. And I started doing stuff, going to parties and, you know, exploring and such. And then in 99, I found my people. Well, and then the, the first Nest, I mean, Nest is like, I think it stands for something, too. I want to say it's like Northeastern something, something, but... Uh, Northeast Northeast Society of Ticklefiles. There you go. Um but that's a, that's like a several hundred person gathering now. That's a huge deal. Um, yeah, they went from eight guys. Um, it took them twenty years, but they went from eight guys to about a hundred and ninety, two hundred. And and that's not the only one. Like you said, there's 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 your event. There's uh, there's uh, Ant, which happens in Albany. There's all sorts. There's there's another one in Pittsburgh whose name is escaping me right now. There's almost P99. events like yeah yeah P ninety nine. Uh, there's almost events like every other month for this particular thing. Oh, and this yeah. is, and these have been, let's talk about Bella bash. We'll go into that next. When did that start? Cause I wanted to, I, I wanted to say like oh, this, sure. these, most of these events have been popping up like in the last decade. Uh, Nest was the only game in town for a while, wasn't it? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. Um, even before Nest, there were things, smaller things going on in like the West coast and whatnot. There were little small things going on here and there. Nest has got Nest was the first one that started to really, oh my God, blow up and be that big. Um, it's in the right area. Uh, it's right. It's not far from the Tri-State area. It's right there in Philly, so people can get there. Um, and it's just it's run very well. It's got all kinds of people from all over the place. Um, there's people who've been going since the beginning who still go. Um, it's it's really well located, and it's basically. They took the premise of a good BDSM convention with workshops and classes and newbie orientations and all kinds of things, and they used that template for something just for us, our interest. So it's gotten bigger and bigger, and it's a wonderful place for people to go. Um, if you want something that size and you want those workshops and you want to learn rope and things like that, it's a wonderful place to go. Well, tell us about Bella Bash, though. When did that start, and when did what was the sort of the inspiration for that? Oh, bloody hell. Um, okay. <laughs> what had happened was um, there was a wonderful, big, huge spanking party um, in Chicago called Crimson Moon. <laughs> um, and a girlfriend that I met here when I first moved here, she was going to those and she asked them permission to have an affiliate satellite kind of a thing. She called CMOO, Crimson Moon over Ohio. And I started going to those in 99 uh, yeah 99 and she stopped running those around 2001 because she was running a big huge straight up bdsm event here huge called ols ohio love effect okay well with, with her attention on that right around the time i was having my 30th birthday i kind of said to my dominant I wonder if I have a party for my birthday where all those people come. And he's like, probably. I thought we'd get maybe 20 people. We got 60 people. Wow. Um, 
because uh, they've been kind of hungry. It's been about a year or so since she had her spanking parties here. They were kind of hungry for one, the people who were into that. So we had a fabulous costume party for my birthday, and my my sir was just like, we got to start doing this every year. Um, so for a while, um, I ran a spanking party twice a year, once in the summer and once in the fall for my birthday, um, and my group was called Taming Wood. And we ran Taming Wood from 2002 to... Yeah, 2008. We still don't know exactly why, but in 2000, around 2008, I was inviting everybody, but we got fewer and fewer spanking people, which I can explain that. Uh, another girlfriend was having a party uh, for spanking that was in Florida the same week, same month as mine, and with, I'm like, go ahead, that's fine. People would rather go to Florida than Ohio, Ohio. in November. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Yeah. I totally get it. But at that same time, People I've been meeting at Nest and other gatherings, I said to them on the TMS, hey, I'm having a party in November. Who wants to come? And we had, like again, like 60 people. It was ridiculous. Um, and <laughs> we were here the whole weekend. So right around 2008, Taming Wood, spanking party, just kind of morphed into Party at Bella's. And somebody started calling it Bash at Bella's, and it became Bella Bash. It weren't me. It just, that just became a thing. And here we are. Ah, so that was there was never a uh, a small iteration of of Bella Bash. There was never just eight people sitting around ta- watching videos and talking. It's it was sixty no, people right off the bat. No, that never happened. Little by little, the tickling people started coming to the spanking party because I asked them to, um, and we all had a good time. And fewer and fewer of my spanking group came, and more and more of the nest kind of people came. And now it's just mostly that with a sprinkling of other other interests because I have friends that do everything. So. And the the it has grown, yes, but it's it seems like it's it hasn't blown up like Nest has. It's been it's been more or less the same around the same number, like sixty sixty. Exactly. There's only yeah, there's only so much advertising that I do. Um, it's mostly word of mouth, and again, it's not in the tri-state area. I live in Ohio, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, we think about that sometimes. If we ever decide we wanted to get bigger, we can do that. But you've been to my house. It is not a mansion. Um, and one thing that separates my gathering from a lot of others is that, at least at this point, it's not 100% at a hotel or a venue like that. It's at my house. It's a house right. party. You know, I don't do, and I tell people, this is not a convention. This is a house party. You ever been to a party? It's like that. You, know, you ever been to a barbecue? It's like that, but it's in November. I don't do a lot of workshops and things of that nature. Um, it's a party. Yeah. And that's why people say that that's, it's a good first sort of gathering for somebody who's never done it before. Yeah. Because yeah. It, you're not going to be pressured into the, if people are a little weirded out about like the idea of, <laughs> of people playing or whatever right there in the, out in the open, which doesn't happen often at, at, at Bella Bash. Um, it happens, not but. Like, not like others. I mean, play, we're all friends. So some of us have been friends for two decades. Play is going to break out. It's not like it doesn't happen. Um, but it's, I don't have an actual dungeon or anything like that. We don't have a specific play space. I expect pe- people are told, if you want to play, um, there's a little area in my house. If no one's using it, you're right. You're very welcome to. I do have some things to play with and whatnot. But primarily when people play here, it's in the privacy of their hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, that's easier for newbies who aren't people who just finally got the courage to come out to one of these things. You don't want to overwhelm them with play, 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 play. Oh my God, play! If if they don't want that, so my right. house 
like I said, it's more like you said, just a New Year's Eve party, shall we say, that happens to have tickle files at it. Yeah, it's mostly just people. If you didn't know any better, and if you didn't go into one one of the rooms that are you know that had play going on, you wouldn't know that it was any right. particular gathering. You just assume it's just a party, just a regular party. Exactly. Um, it's not like Nest where I was talking to some people and like you'll be there'll be people playing next to the to the freaking buffet, you know, and you're like reaching over them to get your salad, you know. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's a little bit uh, that could be you overwhelming. That's what and that's what a lot of people want. They want to be immersed in their kink for a weekend. I totally get that. I totally understand that. It's just not for everybody, and sometimes it's not for the newbies. So. Well, yeah, and especially like you said at the beginning, you know, a lot of a lot of us are very uh, private about it. You know, a lot of people are just yes. they don't. They, they, it's so intimate and so personal that you know you don't want to be in a room with, especially if they're strangers. Right. You know, and they're and right. they're doing this intimate thing, and you're like, it's you're just kind of like, I, I got to go. Like this is, right. I'm not comfortable with this. And I should add, there's plenty of people who have no problem with both. I have tons of friends who go to Nest, and they also come to my party. Well, they, uh, they, 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 they like both. Yeah, yeah, and there's to each their own, man. That was one of the things that's so nice about it is that everybody is so damn laid back. You know, there oh, is, house, yeah. yeah, there is no, uh, we there's, have a, we have a bounce house. It's cool. Yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, tell us, uh, I mean, we kind of already got into this a little bit, but uh, tell us how the community has grown and changed since that first when you first in, invented Bella Bash or from when the the spanking party turned into Bella Bash like how has the community grown and how has it uh, changed since those days oh my um I'd say the biggest changes I've seen are twofold uh one we have way more youth and that's awesome there's a lot of us I'm I'm frankly I'm one of the ones that as soon as I was able to jump in with both feet I did um just because I found that people in the community became my friends for life. So these are the people I wanted to hang out with and spend my time with. Um, but I've also met many, many people where they don't get into this. And so they're in their late thirties, forties, even older than that for a lot of reasons. They're not, they weren't as familiar with the internet. Um, they were really, really shy about it. Uh, but maybe they had a spouse at one point that they knew there's no way they could get into this with that particular partner. Um, things of that nature. People are getting into it and actually getting social off the computer social earlier and earlier. We're getting more we're getting more and more eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one. People who are able to get into it as soon as they're you know, legally able. Um, they're probably wanting to since they were you know, these days kids are on the internet as early as possible and we know you end up with younger people on the adult forums and whatnot for our kids. I don't blame them for that. If we find them we can't let them stay, but we get it. Um, we certainly would have been if we'd been that age. They're able to find what they need a lot earlier, thanks to the internet. There's also people who'll never come out, but they can talk to like-minded individuals on places like the TMF and Tumblr and Facebook and the different Snapchats and the Discordy thing and all that stuff. There's all these different venues. I just discovered Discord recently. Yeah, same. <laughs> because of my because of my party, I'm like, that's a thing. All right, I still don't understand Snapchat, but all right. Um, the youth is able to find what they want way earlier than we did, and I'm very happy for them for that. So that's one thing. Second of all, it's just exploded. There's so many of us these days. 
Um, I'm hearing that I may have to, at some point in the near future, figure out what I'm going to do about getting everybody into my little house or doing something different because the party is growing and growing. Aunt, you know, the Albany gathering for Super Bowl is growing and growing. He had to cap it off this year. Yeah. My friend, my friend, uh, Disney Dave that runs it, Rustin XL, he had to put a cap on it. We couldn't believe that. Um, the nest, like I said, when I first went to nest, there were 50 of us and I thought that was humongous. Now there's 200 people. Yeah, that is, it's that, that's a hotel. It's a hotel full of people all, you know, yeah. and people we're fly. Over, we're taking over entire hotels on kinks that they said, the, the kinks that we've always been told people thought was silly. And there's, you know, there's not that many of them. And they look at you funny when you go to BSM events and such. We're taking over entire hotels. Yeah, damn. Well, I, I'll, that's a good segue into my next question, which is, you know, what do you think about the sort of the mainstream stigma towards these types of kinks? And I mean, it's I, I know it's it's evolved and it continues to evolve. And maybe in some ways there isn't a stigma. I mean, like the, the, the thing is, excuse me, with uh, like with spanking, you see spanking on cartoons, you know, you see where it's like they'll make fun of it or whatever. Um but uh, the tickling, you don't see really anywhere in that context. Uh, so, I mean, what do you think of, of how the mainstream is? As Because obviously there's such a huge – there's a demand for this. These communities have grown so much in the past couple decades. Uh, where do you see this going? Do you see tickling becoming more mainstream? Do you see these, these events getting to the size where, like, you'd have to, you know, you have to sort of rethink how you go about scheduling them? Okay, I'm not sure what you're asking me. Having to reschedule? No, 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 no. Like, do, here, I'll, I'll, I'll simplify it. Do you because these events have grown so much in a relatively short period of time? I mean, it's been 20 years since you've been involved with it, but uh, these events just keep getting bigger and bigger, especially now, year after year. And I think really what the, why that is is because social media has exploded in the past decade. Uh-huh. That's the main reason yeah. for it. But do you see these sorts of sexual fetishes? going more mainstream do you think we're going to see a tickling scene on freaking like i don't know what's a what's a sitcom that's out nowadays i don't really watch tv like the big bang theory (laughs) hell it could already be on there and i just don't know because i don't watch tv but i mean in your opinion do you see it going mainstream um i think because of things like that tickle documentary that came out oh yeah and right. the fact that there's so many of us now and we're all over, i mean we all we always were all over the place but i think people are being a little more vocal we're still the most quiet private group out there for some reason but we're we're all making friends and such we're all getting a little bolder um i'm not sure i think you probably will see a little more of what we do here and there um there, <laughs> um, I'm a huge Supernatural fan, the show Supernatural. And we got a mention on that show last season. <laughs> um, no shit. Oh, my God. It blew a lot of us out of the water. I don't know if you watched that show, but they were talking about uh, how, well, they killed death on that show. And there's a new death. And some god was saying he missed the old death. All he cared about was his pickles and his pickle porn. <laughs> and a bunch of us, our heads exploded. We said the popcorn fell out of my face. It was ridiculous. Uh, Tumblr exploded. We couldn't believe he said that. I think more and more you're going to hear little mentions like that and such. I do think you'll see it eventually. Not everywhere, just because the writers who would write that are still private about it. But you will see things. I do. 
Yeah. Well, and it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, nowadays, like you, like I said, I remember back in the nineties, like in Beavis and Butthead do America, there's a scene where they walk in on their principal and he's, and he's getting spanked by this dominatrix. So it, that, that sort of thing, that's what I mean when I say like that has been, you know, depicted, even if it's in in a comical way. I mean, hell, even the supernatural reference, it was kind of sort of played off as a joke. You know, it's like death is into tickle porn. Who knew that? You know? Um, well, here's the thing, like I said, but they mentioned it as an actual erotic thing, tickle porn. Right. It wasn't just a regular vanilla scene. I mean, you, you've seen tickling scenes all through TV and what, and movies and such, but it was never with an adult edge. Like spanking will be occasionally as part of a BDSM scene or a disciplinary scene or something. I think you will see our kink as actually an erotic thing. Uh, or a part of BDSM or something like that. I think you will see that more eventually. It'll it'll be a while. Yeah, but th- well, that's the thing because maybe it'll get to the point where it's it's so. I don't. It'll never be vanilla per se, but it could no. get it could get to the point where it's just like, oh yeah, that guy's into tickling. Oh yeah, it's it. You know, yeah, we all we've all heard of that. Yeah, right now it is seen as if if you see that at all, it's seen as vanilla. I don't think it's going to stay that way. Um. So. Uh, yeah, so that's I mean, it's really crazy how how fast and I again, I know that why this is. It's because social media has exploded and and people talk more and it's just easier people to People are finding each other. Yeah, to find people. Yeah. yeah, it's easier to find each other. Um but uh I mean, in in your opinion like I mean, what do you see happening in the next 10 years with this? Like where how big do you think the community is going to get just if you had to guess? I certainly can't put a number on it, but I do think you're going to see, I, I can see Ness getting twice as big as it is now. I can see my party getting twice as big as it is now. Um, I can see more smaller events popping up all over the country um, for people who want something smaller and more intimate or for people who just can't travel, um, you know, things like that. Um, you'll probably see. See, there's always there's already been an explosion of videos. Everybody with a, a phone on the clip on what do you call it, a camera on their phone is making vids these days. Um, you'll probably see more more YouTube type streamy stuff. Um, people, there's going to be a Pornhub backlash where people actually want to get paid for what they did. Um, I just think it's going to blow up even more than it has. What would you say to somebody who? Um say a young person who's looking to connect with the community, but is a little nervous about reaching out. Like how would you, what would you say to that person? Oh, by all means, go ahead and reach out. Um, even if it's just to one person, um, look through the community, find people who are older than you and they've been doing things for a while. Um, you connect on the TMF, connect on Facebook, connect on, on set life, um, find the discord groups. Look into the gathering sections of the TMF and find out what's near you. See who's running that and contact them. Tell them that you're new. Tell them that you're nervous. Tell, ask them if there's a buddy they can talk to. They'll hook you up with me. If, if you're a girl they'll hook you, and you're nervous, they'll hook you up with me or somebody else. There's a, that's another thing. Um, I hate to be crude, but there's a myth that our community is what they call a sausage fest, yeah. where there's no girls. That girls become. I've had I've talked to so many people. 
newbies that came to my party this year who have said, well, I thought it was a sausage fest. I thought it was just going to be a bunch of creepy guys. And I've said, I'm a girl and it's my party. Why would you think that? And they don't know. They have no explanation. They just, they stop themselves from coming for years or even contacting anyone because they think it's just a bunch of creepy dudes. We have plenty of women. I think my party might've been 50, 50 this year. We've, I've always had at least almost as many, if not as many women as I have men, including the hostess. Um, plenty of us come out because we're made to feel safe in a venue where you feel safe. I would say for a freshman girl, my house is the safest place you could possibly be. We have what we call the brute squad. Um, if someone puts their hands on you and you didn't want that, or if someone's making you feel uncomfortable, there are many of us. You can come to very quietly, let us know what's going on and we will take care of it. We don't play not that way. Anyway, Yeah. you can, you can come and have a good time. And you can be safe, and you can express yourself, and meet some people who are like you. And I always tell people, it's like that scene at the end of that No Rain video from the 90s, the Blind Melon video. And with the bee the girl, bee yeah. Girl. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's like when you first come to one of these. I've seen that look on so many faces of everyone when they first get here, or the nest, or something like that. And they realize, they knew they weren't alone, but it's still not the same. As when you walk into a room and everybody in there looks like regular people. It's not a bunch of six-foot-tall fetish models, and it's not a bunch of creepy guys who should be under a bridge. It's normal people who look like you. And they're eating, eating hamburgers at my house and whatever else that I made that year, my mac and cheese. You know, and they're in the bounce house, and they're watching some Marvel movie on my TV, and they're playing board games with snail shell, and they're just normal people. And they want to be your friend. Yeah, it's, and the one guy that does it, we're gonna punch him in the face and put him outside. Well, and that's the thing. Like you were saying, uh, the setting up of the party. There's vetting that goes on. There's you, everybody who walks through that door. You know, you already know who they are, and you've and you've you've made an effort to uh, to make sure that they're yes. okay. Yes, absolutely. We do our absolute best to vet people. Make sure you have, who else? Do, who else do they know? What are the parties have they been to? What kind of reputation do they have? If they've never been to anything else, we're going to talk to them personally. We're going to make sure that they're safe and that they're going to be safe in this environment, that they know the rules. They know what to expect. Keep your hands off people without permission. Don't touch my stuff without permission. It's my house. <laughs> you know, have you ever been to somebody else's house? Act like that. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> right on. We make sure. We make sure when people come, to this, uh, male, female, and everything, it doesn't matter. When you come here, we want you to feel safe. We want you to be safe. You're going to make sure that you know the rules, you know how to behave, and that everyone's going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And there's there's various events that go on. A, like you said, a costume party, you know, uh, the yeah, bouncy we have, house. We have a costume party on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so... Well, uh, tell me what you got coming up in the future here, because I know that uh, you you said you're not totally active in the community, but just uh, sort of what sort of things do you have coming up? To me personally? Yeah. Uh, Super, Bowl, Super Bowl gathering in a couple of weeks. Um, I get to see some people and have a good time. Um, then in June, I'll be going to P99, the event in Pittsburgh. I'm lucky that's only a three-hour drive for me. Um, back to that <laughs> I kind of just do normal mom things until my party in November. Um, I might have some people out. We do what we call a coaster weekend. If I can this year, um, I I'm lucky enough to live 
right in the middle, uh, two hours from me on one side is Kings Island, and two hours from me on the other side, about an hour and a half, is uh, Cedar Point. Um, so I have a bunch of friends that like to come, you know, from the King community that like to come and do roller coasters, stay at my house, um, and do, do things like that if we can. Um, stuff like that. So are you, are you're, it's, you're not doing Nest this year? When was the last time you did Nest? I don't do Nest. I haven't done Nest since 2011 um, for various reasons. Um, it's easier for me to go to the Pittsburgh Gathering, which is in June. That's only a three-hour drive for me, um, and I can't do both. So I go to that one. I went to Nest for 11 years, had a great time. Sometimes I went twice a year when he had it twice a year. Um, but I've kind of moved on to a different venue, and I like it. Is P ninety nine like uh, like Bellabash and like Albany? Is it is it is it a smaller uh, smaller sort of gathering? Well, everything is smaller compared to Nest these days. Um, Nest is getting almost two hundred people. The the other gatherings we get oh god depends on the year anywhere from fifty to eighty something. Like I said, if if Dave hadn't capped off uh, Albany because he had to, he probably could have easily gotten up to well over a hundred. So once you start having a really good party and it blows up and people people start hearing it's a fun, safe venue where they can come and have a good time, more and more people want to come because they're making new friends and they're telling people and they want to come. And it's it's an awesome time. It's just... <laughs> they're getting bigger and bigger. Like I said, I may have to get a bigger house. So, All right. Well, um, uh, Bella, thanks so much for coming on. Um, it's been good talking to you. Um, Absolutely. Anytime. And, uh, yeah. And, um, hang on the line. I'll give you a proper, uh, proper goodbye. This has been really interesting talking to you about this. It really is interesting. Uh, you know, having met all these new people, uh, that share this particular interest. And, uh, it's like you said, it was, I went, you're talking about the end of the, the blind melon, uh, music video where she finds her fellow B people. Um, yes. it is a kind of a, it is a nice, uh, sort of you know, you can bring this up and nobody's going to sort of side eye you. You could probably bring it up in another context, you know, and people are people are pretty cool nowadays. Well, but you know, this way you know what's going on, and uh, and it's it's good yeah. to see. Absolutely. Um. So, but uh, everybody else, um, I will be back next week as usual. Um, my guest will be Shane Easton, who is an actress. Uh, she has been in music videos and commercials and all sorts of different stuff. She's going to tell us about living in L.A. and being an actress um, and looking forward to talking to her. I've been trying to get her on for uh, when, when was the first time I messaged her? It was probably like September. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to finally getting to, to chat with her. Um, but, uh, yeah, everybody have a great week. This has been American Weiner on PodcastDetroit.com.